0: Welcome to this episode of the Jackson Lucas Impact Real Estate Podcast. And today, Lisa Flicker and I, we spoke with Ashley Mays. Ashley is, once again, another UVA grad. We're getting a lot of UVA grad, and they all seem to know each other. She is the Chief of Place and Real Estate at the Newark Alliance in Newark, New Jersey. She started out um, in real estate on the leasing side, commercial leasing. Uh, worked her way over to the, uh, the Brooklyn Navy Yard, where... Our former guest, Johanna, worked and now is uh, revitalizing Newark, New Jersey, my home state and one of my favorite places. So please enjoy the podcast. And as always, listen, share, rate and review. And please continue sending us your questions and comments. Thank you so much and have a great summer. All right, Ashley Mays. Thank you for coming on the Jackson Lucas Impact Real Estate Podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this. We've been, you know, threatening to meet for a while now, and schedules haven't aligned, but but today's our day.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And of course, we have the other host.
1: The other we, host.
0: We have no co hosts We have other hosts. <laughs> Who hosts? Lisa Flicker. Hi, Lisa.
2: Those hosts. Hi, Chris Papa.
0: Those hostesses. uh so Ashley you are the um excuse me you're the chief of place and real estate at Newark Alliance which Newark New Jersey which is my home state um and that's a very cool title I'd love to hear about what that is and what you do
1: it is it is a cool title um I'm pretty new to the role um and uh it's a new role uh for the organization so um First of all, Newark Alliance, um, we are a membership uh, organization uh, focusing on economic development um, for the city of Newark. Our members are um, all of the um, premier um, folks representing the private sector in the city, as well as um, educational and and medical and cultural institutions. So... um, we essentially represent the the private sector in the city um, and they're all uh, super invested in the equitable growth of the city.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a great, I worked in Newark um, for UMD and J South Orange Ave way back and way back. I was in college actually when I did that. And um, I went to Rutgers in New Brunswick and I would commute up to there. And it seems like such a, I mean, it's so close to New York city and it also has like great history and but it still seems to have a hard time working like becoming a major hub like it should be like brooklyn or something like that
1: it, exactly it, it's kind of um it it newark has such an interesting history it's been a city i think that's um of lived in the shadow of new york um, but has so many um, advantages of, uh, you know, as a as a rightful uh, city in and of its, you know, in and of itself, um, with you know proximity to the airport and the um, uh, port, um, and uh, all of the the cultural richness of the city, uh, architecturally um, beautiful, um, and. Um, But, you know, it's, it has a similar, um, you know, it's had a similar fate as many of our other cities in in this country with respect to, um, you know, falling victim to disinvestment, kind of, you know, the impact of suburbanization, um, uh, urban, you know, failed urban renewal policies, and, you know, obviously, um, you know, systemic racism. And so, um, you know, there's been, uh, a, a lot of progress, um, and there's still more work to be done, but it's an extremely exciting place, um, and um, I'm from New Jersey originally, and from um, outside of Trenton, um, and then when I was in high school, I moved to Montclair, which is closer to Newark, um, right, right. but even um, e- even as someone who was born and raised in the state, I, I found that I really didn't know much about the city, um, other than, you know, the, um, you know, 1967, um, rebellion and just the thought that, um, you know, Newark as a city, just like, you know, it hasn't come into its own, but there's so much going on. There's a huge, um, again, like I mentioned, a huge arts community, um, a, a growing tech community. Um, and, and just like so much going on. So I'm just, I'm really happy that the, you know, people of the city really opened their arms to me. Um, that's great. Yeah. And so like my work, um, at the Alliance is focusing on our real estate related strategy. And so the Alliance, we right now are focusing on three major initiatives. One is helping to end chronic homelessness in the city. The city has a, um, a plan to end chronic homelessness within the next three years. Um, we are working on expanding, wow. um, you know, tell us the secrets. We need to know, <laughs> uh, uh, through building housing and reaching people directly. And, um, you know, I'm starting at, um, some of the hubs of where we find, um, people who have housing insecurity, um, uh, gravitate like our, um, points of, you know, transportation, like Penn station, um, and building housing. So, um, there's, you know, we're on the kind of path for that and it's it's a really exciting uh, line of work to to be involved in it again like leveraging my background in real estate but helping to, you know, solve these problems and newark because it is you know it's the largest city in new, in new jersey but it is you know on the grand scheme of things a smaller city but problems like this can be tackled and and um achieved in in a city like ours so that's really cool um, our second big project is um, uh, expanding broadband access to every Newarker. Um Newark oh, that's has cool. it's super super cool. Newark has its own fiber network um, called Newark Fiber, and it um, it's it's amazing that that there's its own infrastructure that's owned by the city, um, uh, and you know we're leveraging that uh, infrastructure to get internet into every home. Um, And then also, you know, accompanying, um, you know, resources for people to kind of be able to leverage the internet with, you know, um, uh, digital literacy and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, And then the third line of work, which is what I lead, is our commercial corridor strategy of how we um, can help facilitate economic growth among, you know, along our commercial corridors. And that's like encompassing development, planning, placemaking um, supporting entrepreneurship, um, and like creating fin- financial products to help make all of that happen. And it, again, it's with the, the, the lens of racial equity, um, generational wealth building, um, and helping to, you know, correct the course of, um, you know, past,
2: uh... sounds like you have the job of 10 people.
1: I do. <laughs> i do and it's like it's it's one of these things where um well thankfully um i just got approved to um to hire someone so when i say we it won't be like no. <laughs> it won't be
2: just me it will be a real we <laughs> a real we. i love it
1: <laughs> um but yeah but um we do like we're we're building our team of consultants to kind of help in this work too Um, But really, it's like the work is super collaborative. And, you know, obviously, like Newark Alliance is not doing this alone. We're doing it with the backing of our our members who are like companies like Prudential or Audible or, um, you know, the list goes on.
0: But if a private developer wanted to come in there and build something, would they go to Newark Alliance and be like, can you help us get this built or is like...
1: So um, we would help kind of connect the, we would help connect the dots. We would help um, put folks in touch with um, other agencies, um, uh, hopefully sometime very soon. Um, And and maybe if we had um, scheduled this uh, podcast in a few more weeks, I'd have um, like funds to be able to offer that kind of thing. So, oh, um, wow. yeah, okay. yeah. It's so, always part two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, we love part twos. Right. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. And, so and then, and,
0: uh, on the affordable side, are you working with like New Jersey community capital, like stuff like that and like trying to get stuff. Exactly.
1: Needed? Exactly. Um, so, uh, partners like, you know, our, uh, you know, CDFI, um, community are critical. Um, however, we have banking institutions as members who are really interested in supporting this work. Um, so, um, it, it, it really, like when I say it's collaborative, it, it really is collaborative. So, um,
0: cause you, you have a lot of connections to past podcast guests, right? <laughs> you, you worked, what would uh, Ryan Johnson went to UVA and he's part of, he's an NJ community capital. He was on this podcast. What? Yeah. Johanna Greenbaum you worked with her at the Brooklyn Navy Yard right? I
1: did yes yep um she's uh actually it was the first time that um I ever had a woman um boss and which probably isn't that surprising given my, my background is you know it's been in real estate um but um it was kind of a pivotal point in my career working for the Brooklyn Navy Yard and working for Johanna.
0: Did you like having a woman boss?
1: I do. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And I have not let her go. And I still. (laughs) It's like like we were talking
2: about on our last podcast, sponsorship and mentorship. Yes. You find the right person who's going to help you through and it's beneficial on both sides. Right. Rewarding.
1: It, It really is. And, and like, look, you know, I wouldn't have, um, kind of climb the little rungs in my career without the, you know, support of my male, you know, bosses who became mentors as well, but it is different when, um, when you have have mentors who have really kind of walked in your shoes and know, you know, know what it's like to be, you know, the only, um, so she's, she's been great and super supportive. Uh, Yeah. She's,
0: I, I really like her as a person too. Um, and then you mentioned you went to, you mentioned Jason who went to UVA too. Did you go to school with him?
1: I did go to school with him. Um, we didn't know that uh, each other very well in school. However, um, we're both on the board of um, UVA's new Center for Real Estate and Built Environment. Oh, wow. Um, yep. And so I um, roped Jason to be on uh, my subcommittee. Um, so actually, Ryan Johnson is also um, on, on the subcommittee and we focus on student support. Um, oh, okay. and yeah, so it's also a really rewarding, um, you know, rewarding way to give back and the center is brand new. And so we're really like building out our programming and and the way in which like we want to kind of shape the shape of the, the, the center. Yeah.
2: Are there real estate specific tracks there?
1: there are now um and back back when we were there um there was not and i actually didn't even know about real estate at all while i was at in school um and it wasn't until a couple of years out of school that i like fell into real estate but um uh, they, like there was one course um in the undergraduate business program where where folks had exposure to real estate i did not take that class cuz i was not a finance track so you really like you had to be like you know, into finance if you got exposed to that. Um, but there is now a, a real estate minor. Um, and uh, it's what's really kind of revolutionary for UVA is that it's like a, a cross-disciplinary program. Um, so it's, you know, from all all of the different schools, and which is fitting for real estate, right? I mean, you can't get anything more, you know, cross-functional. Um, so it's, it's really cool.
0: We just did an event with uh, Montclair State University. They just started a, a graduate certificate program in real estate development. Um, so there's going to be a ton of kids there. You should, if you want to get some interns, they should go there.
1: I will love to be in touch with Montclair State. Um, obviously, like in our work, um, we're really focused on hiring locally, recruiting from local schools um, and um, so I, I definitely want to be connected. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll connect you there. Yeah. We, we helped put on an event and kick, kick off the launch of their new program, which is cool. Um, so how did you get into real estate? Like you grew up in South Jersey. Did you have... central
1: Jersey? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is no central Jersey.
1: Well, now governor Murphy actually, cre- like actually officially designated oh, that really? there is a central Jersey. Really? Here. I was 72 <laughs> they Chris and they changed the I whole, they changed
0: but- everything. I have a seven, three, two number, which was always South Jersey to me, but uh, I grew up in North Jersey, but then I, I went to Rutgers. So I was like, that's, that's South Jersey uh, for you. That's North Jersey though. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I would uh, say seven,
1: three, two is solidly central, but that's funny. Um, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cause everyone, everyone's like, Oh, you're from free, free. Uh, I forget what it's like. Freehold. Yeah. It's a free, it says freehold. I'm like, I'm not from freehold um i'm like how dare you think that uh but did you i'm obviously you're you're, you got good grades in school i mean you went to uva which is a great school um did you have dreams of like what were your what did your parents do did you have like aspirations of getting into this world and like and also like did you have ever did where did this kind of giving back And it's a job and you're making money there, but like, this is not just some ordinary job where you're just out there like trying to, you know what I mean? Like, where did that come from?
1: Right. Right. Um, so my family is not from New Jersey. My, my dad is from, uh, Long Island and my mother's from Connecticut. Um, they met in college, they went to Hampton. And then, um, my dad was a chemist and, um, was recruited to Johnson and Johnson. And that's what led them to New Jersey. And so um, he for 36 years, um, his entire career worked for for J&J. And so, you know, um, we were one of those, you know, pharmaceutical families. Um, And um, uh, so my, my dad went on to kind of be more on the business end of things and kind of in the consumer product world um but so I never really had much exposure to real estate at all um other than like you know kind of seeing my parents buy their personal homes and that kind of thing they weren't real estate investors or anything like that um and and while I was in school I always knew I wanted to go into business so that was that was a given and then I um gravitated to marketing and I, I thought that I wanted to go into brand management. I I figured that I'd work for a few years and this was still like back when you needed some years of experience before you like went back to B school. Um so yeah. I just figured okay, maybe I'll work for like five years or so and then I'll go back to B school and, and then and then be a brand manager. And um so my first job out of school, I worked for Rolls Royce. They were a company that recruited on grounds at UVA and did like one of those management training programs. Yeah. Um. And phenomenal That's company, cool. super cool. I, and I minored in Spanish, and like I was really intent on tra- having this international career. I had no idea what what that was, but <laughs>
0: driving driving a Rolls Royce around the world.
1: Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I always thought big. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. so I actually, um, was able to man- make that happen though, because, um, well, first of all, it was with Rolls-Royce with their commercial airlines, with their jet engines. And oh. so, um, uh, I ended up working on their Latin American, uh, accounts. And so I got to have some travel and it was super, super cool for like being, you know, 22. Yeah. Um, but then um, I just, like, reading the paper and stuff, started to get to see, like, what was happening in the real estate world. Um, I was um, based in Northern Virginia at that time, and I wanted to move to New York. Um, yeah. So uh, there, after about two years, I um, broke the news to my parents that I was going to quit this job. I was going to move back home. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh <laughs> and pursue this career in commercial real estate, which in and, and development is what like what I would say. And I again, I had no idea what that meant. And somehow my parents were like, okay. Um, <laughs> and so I moved back to Montclair for a year um, while I was networking. Um, and while I was doing that, I sold residential real estate in Montclair. Um, oh, wow. And then just through networking, I met some folks who um, uh, were in commercial real estate. And like, I was baby, like, I started actually babysitting for a family because at the, there was a point where I was like selling houses and then that was like taking off. And then I'm like, I'm never going to get out of this if I don't stop doing it, you know? So I had yeah. to yeah. stop. But
0: believe me, I know. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, you know, let me babysit and this will give me like, flexibility to be able to like interview and you know that kind of thing. So I was babysitting for a family and they were like, Oh, I have a a friend who was like in commercial real estate. I don't know what he does, but you know, call him. So I did. And he worked in office leasing. Um, and, uh, he was super generous and kind of opened up his network to me and introduced me to folks to have informational interviews with. And that's how I, met people at um sl green and that was mm-hmm. my first job in the business and i was a leasing associate um and still i was in the mindset like you know this is a great company i'll see if i like this and if not i'll just go back to school um or babysitting Yeah, not babysitting <laughs> 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 um and then you know the rest is what
0: does a leasing associate do for those who are like In that situation where they're like, I wanna get into commercial real estate, but they have no idea what people do.
1: Yeah. So it is like um, really a traditional kind of entry level role um, where you're showing lots of space. I was showing space, um, you know, most of the day out and about. Um, And that's what, like, that was what I loved being in front of people, learning about different businesses, um, you know, running around the city. It was, you know, fun. Um, doing small deals, you know, start doing like, you know, storage space deals or very small office leases and, and, you know, um, writing term sheets for senior folks or, you know, interfacing with the construction department or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, SL Green was growing, um, like crazy at the time. And so I was able to grow with the company and I was, um, ultimately, there for uh, 10 years and um, it's probably the last like five years of my time there um, I was a VP like where you have your own portfolio of buildings um, oh yeah yeah you know and that you know that structure and so um, you know my my portfolio of buildings like 1515 Broadway and buildings on Third Avenue and um, uh, there's a, a period of time where they owned one eighty maiden lane and you know, so I was just all over. yeah,
0: I mean, I saw green huge. I mean they're they're big big New York City alpha's landlord.
1: yes, they are. Um, so so yeah, I was there for a while and kind of learned really from you know the best in the business. Um, so really grateful for that opportunity. And then you know, but there came a time when I was you know, wanting to see the, the real estate world from another lens. Um, you know, I'd seen the REIT world, um, and kind of grew up at that company and like felt like I needed to like, you know, kind of branch out. Um, and then there was an opportunity at Durst. And so, um, it was like the perfect, really the perfect move for me because, um, like the bread and butter of the, the, the portfolio was very similar to what I knew, the sub, sub market and that kind of thing. So I was working on, you know, commercial buildings, but Durst was also really growing on the residential side. So uh-huh. I was able to work on the resi projects with respect to like, um, you know, the retail um, and, uh, and then ultimately they, they started expanding into Philadelphia, which was a huge thing for them. Expanding into Queens was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and explaining it to like Philadelphia was like, what? Yeah, um, it's like a foreign country. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that was fun, fun, really fun as well. Um, and Philadelphia is <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which sometimes as like taking the train to Philly was sometimes quicker getting to Philly than it was like taking a car to Astoria <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the middle of yeah, our yeah, shower yeah, traffic. Yeah. I'm like, I could be in Philadelphia right now.
0: <laughs> back down to it's south jersey time. where i grew up
1: yeah exactly uh, Central jersey. so so yeah
2: and then you went over to the brooklyn navy yard what brought you there
1: so um this is where kind of the impact part of there, there uh, my career really kicked in um, like a lot of what happens to a lot of people when they experience a big life event, um, my dad passed away un, uh, unexpectedly, and like that really triggered me to start like thinking like about my own mortality and like what I want to what I, what do I want my legacy to be and how do I want to spend my days and like really following like what do I really want to be working on like what am I passionate about and 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 I mean. And even like impact aside, like just like, yeah, how do I want to spend my days? What's exciting me? Um, and so I started to kind of think about like what my next move would look like. And um, there were things that were happening in real estate and in New York that were intriguing to me, like we, this, um, you know, Building and burgeoning um tech economy in new york and and kind of innovation sector in the city it was really interesting to me um you know the um the changes in in, in office leasing and um you know way people were using the workplace was really interesting um to me but also um You know, I was feeling frustrated with just like the lack of innovation and and just typical midtown office leasing. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't really see myself um, uh, in a like working for like a a WeWork or that kind of thing. Although like I tested the waters, but um, like interviewing and that kind of thing. But that also didn't feel right. Um, And and I have been super strategic about every career move. and so then a the recruiter called me about the Brooklyn Navy Yard, and I was skeptical at first. It took a couple of conversations, um, but then I realized, and, and I had really no idea what was happening there. Um, and I, it, it just made a whole lot of sense with respect to the building of the tech kind of hub there and um, uh, the mission-driven nature of the work. And, um, my ability to, um, really have a hand in shaping the equity focused, um, part of the work. Um, and then it was also a great learning, um, opportunity for me because at that point I really never managed like a, a real team. I had maybe one or two people reporting to me, but like nothing of like scale. And so this was a, a great kind of jump in my managerial experience that I, I felt.
0: What did, what did you learn there? Because you did the leasing side of it, right? But now you're kind of doing development, right? And
1: Yeah, so um, really what I, I learned along with some colleagues, um, re- like started to figure out how the yard could really um, be a part of that uh, story of helping to build entrepreneurship, helping women-owned businesses and minority-owned businesses um, grow again with that kind of wealth creation aspect and like what are the tools how can the yard be you know a facil- facilitator of that um so like that that's where like i started to really understand that um closing the racial wealth gap like is entrepreneurship and and ownership of real estate are key mm. um right. it's The and it's not going to happen through just like you know people like me who kind of came up in commercial in, in court in the corporate world like it to really address the problem like entrepreneurship is key and so um uh and I'll, and so there was like a, a bit of a conundrum there because the yard like there is still like you know for there's no there's no ownership aspect to doing deals with the yard it's all you know leasing um but that's So that's what I consider kind of this role that I'm in now is to be just like the, it's like tailor made for the trajectory of, of, you know, my interests and how, you know, the built environment can be leveraged to, um, you know, to address, uh, the racial wealth gap.
0: What is the private sector doing wrong? Or a couple (laughs) of things that we could improve that they can improve upon. (laughs)
1: What are you willing to share
0: to improve the way to the racial wealth gap?
1: Oh, well, with well, just targeting uh, uh, real estate and investment, um, like I'll just kind of just zone in on that aspect. Um, One of the things that we're really trying to figure out the solution to is that um, there's really not when it comes to um, private equity. There's a lot of money out there, like on impact funds and that kind of thing, like ready to be deployed to, um, underrepresented like developers. However, there's still like a huge disconnect between, um, uh, like how that money is like actually deployed and like, you know, bigger funds will say, well, we don't want to do small deals. It's not efficient for us. Or we only want to work with folks who have, you know, tons of experience. So it's like, well, you know, a lot of the newer developers, smaller, small, smaller scale developers are doing smaller projects, and so there's still like this, um, this disconnect, and so um, that's essentially what part of the work that I'm trying to do is how can we, um, think about, um, you know, loan guarantees or working with folks who are have, um, you know, more, uh, patient and forgiving capital, um. To, to get so the, the money in the hands of the people who need it.
2: Does your organization or the, or the state of New Jersey have anything where it's like, they help small business owners and might, like I know here in, in my town, we have a thing where, where professionals who are retired will help younger folks who are starting businesses by giving them some like guidance and also some credibility, maybe sitting on their board or something. Does does your organization get involved in that? Or is that something just the city
1: would do? Um, That, you know, that is interesting. Um, You know, there's, there are a lot of programs like training programs or um, uh, a lot of our uh, corporate partners have um, pro bono programs and that kind of thing. Um, But I haven't seen it yet. That, that's really like a really interesting thing with respect to kind of like, um, like development partners, you know, and help, right. because, which is, you know, going to be really, really key. So that is something I'm going to start noodling on. Yeah.
2: You know what? I'll get you some information about our our local groups, because I think it's it seems like it's working. And then the other thing I'll share with you is through ULI, we've championed some events where we we put together capital with minority-owned businesses, so the next time we put
1: on an event like that, I'll make sure you're you're in on it. Thank you. Um, I actually am. I've I just like literally just gotten my membership to ULI. I have I for some somehow I managed not all this time not to be a member, but um, the programming that they have um, and and like the network of folks is amazing. So I'm like really looking forward to. Digging into that more deeply. Lisa
0: owns ULI. It's like she owns that place.
2: <laughs> it is my second full-time job um, in New York. So you'll have to come. We'll go. We have some great women's events. We're cocktail hour soon. She so owns I- it.
0: They do what she said. It's true. Awesome. <laughs>
2: <sighs> That's not true. But I do love it. It is definitely uh, you know. If I could get away with hanging the banner in my room, I might. So, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would love to um, be in touch with you on that. So
0: what's next for you and the Newark Alliance?
1: Um, Well, um, like I uh, mentioned or, you know, alluded to that there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of balls in the air right now. And like, I'm excited to like really be able to talk about some of this stuff, like, you know, in in detail um but you know with with respect to um to like really leveraging our our members and 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 their commitment um of I'm you know really excited to be able to kind of just like pull the trigger on some of those um financial products and and yeah. really like um help help put where you know where the rubber meets the road
0: I love it. I think it's, yeah, it's awesome. I it, you're doing great work. Um, I'm sure you're right. It might be, I mean, it must be frustrating seeing all these impact funds, but they can't actually make the impact that you want them to make. <laughs>
2: and I'm sure the economy turning a little bit didn't help.
1: Of course, of course. Um, and you know, w- one of the parts of my job that I didn't mention is like, is helping to staff, you know, the city of Newark, um, uh, the people are super hard working, however, understaffed, um, and, you know, it's, uh, not a rich city. And so, um, one of my roles is helping to staff up, um, you know, other initiatives and projects, you know, around, around the city with respect to, you know, kind of catalytic transformational kind of projects. So, um, that's, that's another big part of, you know, how I'm going to be able to contribute is, you know, helping to, to get some of, of these other types of projects off the ground.
2: We're going to definitely have to do a part two with you. This is a... I,
0: <laughs> well, Ashley, you look very comfortable on that seat, but are you ready for the hot seat? Oh, boy. <laughs> The hot seat is sponsored by kk reset kk reset is an hr management and outsourcing consulting firm that specializes in helping organizations to reset their culture structure and path they do this through services which include comprehensive consultation to identify gaps and opportunities for corporate training programs hr services and career mapping services they've collaborated with non startups and academic organizations to protect them from liabilities reduce turnover, and preserve their brand. They have also collaborated with a number of my clients on the real estate front who are not large enough to have their own in-house HR program. So they outsource it to KK Reset. KK Reset comes in, maybe sits on site a couple days a week, and provides you know everything you need from an HR perspective for your, for your firm. So it's a great uh, resource for those shops who just maybe it doesn't make sense for them to have in-house HR function. Um, so please check them out at kkreset.com. com. K K R E S E T dot com. I'm ready. Real, real <laughs> Do you have a book or podcast recommendation? Uh any it can be anything. It could be entertainment, it could be
1: Yeah, so a couple um so a book I'm reading right now um, is called For the Culture by Marcus Collins. It's a marketing book, and and you know he's um, I, he was at translation for years, and you know and, and many other places. Um, but like I'm I'm in this place where like I'm really drawing from other industries because like we're in such a like you know disruptive place right now that like new thoughts, new ideas are necessary. So I'm like boning up on all, you know, marketing or, you know, all this other types of stuff that we really only, you know, we talked about marketing at the beginning of our conversation. And, you know, I've just been so um, just disappointed at kind of the the lack of creativity and how marketing is thought about in commercial real estate. And that, and, um, that there's, that we need to take a page out of, Um, you know, marketers books and look at, and that's the one thing. Like, not the one, not the only thing, but a big thing. What got we work got right, right? Like, they were master of brand, um, and uh, getting people to move um, through storytelling and through, um, you know, that mastery. So, um, I think that that's a skill that and and that could be deployed and even like. Help with my mission.
0: Newark needs a, a head of marketing.
1: <laughs> Newark does. Yes.
0: I want to be the head of marketing for Newark.
2: There you go. You're hired.
1: <laughs> what's it, what's N- it pay? N- Newark. Newark does need uh, you. Um, pay them. <laughs> <Newark>. <laughs> works. So I love Newark. I
0: always, I, my, I always envision myself living there and then commuting into the city.
1: So that that's. That's what I'm focused on a lot is is marketing. So um, hopefully, there's more to come on that front too. Sweet.
2: How uh, how far is Newark from the city
1: by train? Um, about 20 minutes or so. Um, yeah, so super close. Um, we there's lots of people who work in Newark who live in the city. Um, I was commute like so. My family and I we moved um from Brooklyn to um Central Jersey last year. <laughs> um but I used to commute through Newark um to get to Brooklyn. Um and I would take the path from from yeah, Newark yeah. to uh to World Trade. Um so it's
0: you got a professional hockey team, you got yeah, a bunch of businesses, you got, business. you got a, g- a lot of good restaurants, great great Portuguese, a lot of history. Yes, good uh, architecture. Yep,
1: yeah. the New York Museum, NJ Pack, um, like a, a really strong, um, uh, mu- you know, music scene and and art scene. It's like it's a super cool place.
2: Mm, I can't wait Go to, to there, travel out and visit. Yeah. So, what has been of all you know all the different things that you've done? Kind of the most memorable deal or project that you've worked on?
1: Ooh. Um, uh, there's one that well, a deal that I'm really proud of um, when I was at the Durst organization um, when HSS Hospital Hospital for Special Surgery um, uh, for the first time uh, ha- uh, built a facility on the west side of Manhattan, um, and um, I am really proud to have been involved in that that transaction um, so the Durst own a super block um, between 57 58th and 11th and 12th and there's three buildings on that block um, the smallest building was a mixed-use you know commercial uh, uh, 65 residential units and the chunk of it was um, community facility space um, the commercial space so you know with those types of deals that you know it's it's hard to find a deal that made sense Um like financially, but also that would mix well with the residential community there. Um, you know, like to think of like a school being there could have been pretty chaotic for the residents or that kind of thing. So um, uh, this use was like absolutely perfect. Um, and um, and even more than that, like the folks at HSS are just like incredible people and just, just a pleasure to work with. So like on every level, um, like I got the job done, but also just like met great people along the way. Um, so that's always, um, really rewarding experience. Um, and there's tons of stuff that I'll talk about at the yard, but I'll leave it. I'll leave that with that.
0: (laughs) What about when you're hiring folks right now? Like, what do you, what, what characteristics do you look for in someone working on your team?
1: uh someone who has to be comfortable operating in ambiguity like we are um growing we are diving into new territory you know I you didn't hear me talk about commercial office leasing once in this conversation even though like 17 years of my career or whatever it was like I've been involved in that so like you like it just have to really be able to um just be curious and um uh and collaborative
0: what about um like skill set wise um like hard skill set
1: hard skill set um i would say um frankly like my background is not in finance so we've hired uh you know consultants to help like that um, also because that probably wouldn't be a good use of my time to kind of be modeling all the time that kind of thing. Right. Um, but um, I, I would uh, say kind of knowledge of like development process or a bit ability to kind of learn that very quickly. Um, uh, someone who is so like social and comfortable and confident um, and really. Um, I guess these are skills. I mean, they're not like I guess they're hard skill. I don't know. I, uh,
0: I would say personality. Out, personality. Out. Like I guess hard skill would be more like technical skill. Maybe that's what. I oh, know.
1: technical skill. Um, any technical skills? Like, uh, you don't need technical skills. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, it's, it's more- so weird. Like, I'm not a planner. Uh, I'm not an architect. You know, I'm not. Um, you know. Uh, I'm not a financial modeler.
0: Yeah. You just organize and push things through.
1: Organize. I'm still negotiating.
0: Uh
1: Um, So that's, that's every minute of the day I'm I'm negotiating, you know? So I guess. (laughs) I like our job. Right. Seriously.
2: Seriously. So this is the impact real estate podcast. And I think it's pretty obvious that you're, you're, Mere existence has had a huge impact on the real estate industry, but when you think about it, what is kind of either things you've done or things you hope to achieve in your lifetime
1: uh, as far as your mission? Yeah, Um, I would say um, broadly um, just leveraging my uh, comfort and exposure and background in commercial real estate for the support of, you know, entrepreneurship and um, generational wealth creation. So that's broadly, I mean, and that's, that's what I'm doing, you know? And so like, but, um, you know, one of the things that like, if I, you know, year and a half from now, if I'm like, you know, has my time been well used? I, you know, want to see some of the businesses that I um, work with, kind of every day, um, owning buildings. Um, I, I, I need to see some of these uh, owners who want to own real estate and who should be owning real estate, own real estate. Um, so that's like, that's, that's a big part.
0: I love that. Well, Ashley, really appreciate you coming on here. Great getting to know you better. Ashley from central Jersey.